right, everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me, as always, is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hello, everyone. Yeah, happy Friday. Welcome back. Uh, this is the last Friday of the month of April. This, this year is going by way too quickly. Well, who knows? In times like these, we've been, you know, time flies. I know. April's been a very fast month for me. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's partly because I've just been, you know, full speed, full speed. So, you know, can't get, I can't seem to catch a break. Oh, man. Yeah. So, ne- joining us on the show as always, interim host, Noble. Uh, at least it's nice and sunny outside, but ass cold. Crap. Can relate. Um, right now it is gloomy, wet, miserable, and gonna be like this the whole weekend. Yes, that includes Sunday too. Aww. So, um, wet squirrel. <laughs> oh well, joining us on the show. Also is Beowulf. Jack of all trades, master of nothing. Yours truly. Always great to have you back on. Always great to be here. Right. So, so we shall get started. Um, who's um who was actually hyped and excited for the biggest for what is currently the biggest movie of the year? I know I was. Yeah, the Mario movie, man. Oh my goodness. Now, we knew it was going to be like breaking some records and stuff because it, it already came out like a total banger. But goodness. Exactly. Like As of a couple of days ago, the projections have set it at earning $871 million at the box, at the big screen. A lot of dollar dudes. <laughs> Definitely. Sorry, dudes. I actually, you know, I, if you wanted to be richer, you'd you'd call it Freedom Bucks. <laughs> That's right. Dollars. Dollars do ain't worth shit. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> neither's the neither's the um, Freedom Dollar either. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, the currency's not so great right now. I don't know. Like more on that, another story. I got another story for currency, but that's a story for another time. If you are in the known world events, but right now, I'm actually very happy to have contributed that much money to the Mario movie, and I enjoyed it on the big screen. Yeah, I still don't like the fact that Chris Pratt used did the voice of Mario. I'm sorry. I much prefer the more traditional. Um... Italian sort of a take on it. Like the actual voice of the Mario in the games? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I get it. It's a weird casting decision. I will say this, though. Only some of the Italian stereotypes may have been obnoxious to a limited degree. (laughs) Yes, I know it may be a bit out there, but it's not jarringly cringe. I will say this. Um... Also, speaking of other actors' roles, Jack Black basically smashed his Bowser. Oh, yeah, of course he would. Yeah, and... Um, that's, that's kind of a... Yeah, no joke. No, 100%. <laughs> I 
He would be. I will also say, um, because some of the it's kind of also been released that there are a couple, there are some musical numbers, but they're also just limited to being sung by Jack Black, mainly. Oh, right? that's perfect. Seriously, the go the dude that did School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Tenacious D, man, hell yeah. I still listen to some of his songs. Oh, dude, he's so funny. Yeah, the classic. But these ones, these ones are actually great. It's um, it's actually a real hot, a real highlight. Though. Yeah, because I, I think when when this movie was first coming out, you know, we were getting some comments about like, wait, Bowser's gonna sing something? We're like, that doesn't sound right. Bowser doesn't sing. Like, what the hell is that? But uh, I'm sure it he made it work, right? No, it actually um. It actually was kind of a, a bit of a the driving force for what Bowser wanted to do in the movie, and I'll, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, without spoilers, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, another great part about the movie, you know, all every all the references to as much of Mario's history, like you, like thirty year history plus, give or take. I mean, you <laughs> saw it. Like, who got hyped when you know when the Rainbow Road showed up? Yeah, and um, I I not necessarily spoiled myself per se, but I saw some like YouTube like reviews about it. And there was this one scene, which is not really a spoiler. It's like just a cute little Easter egg when they're doing a, a chase like in the city. It looks like two D platforming basically. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was like a that was pretty clever. I know, and yeah, it's like. Got some of it, but it's like, like, but a lot of the callbacks and that. Oh my goodness! So, would you say that Disney could uh, take some pointers from this? Well, one hundred percent. But right now, Disney, Disney's um too uh you know too in the hole for this. <laughs> like, and you know, right now the Mario movies got them shitting their pants. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna watch little like the Little Mermaid and whatnot. Right. Like, and it's not just that, you know. It's not just the movie scene that Disney should be taking pointers from in the video game world. It's the theme park scene too. Like, one of our guys in the group actually got uh, into Universal Studios in Osaka, Japan. He's, you know, mm-hmm. went to Japan for vacay. Granted, I know I went to Japan for vacay all those years ago. Sadly, <laughs> I never got inside, you know, Universal at the time. Yeah, yeah, but. And you know what? And then there in Universal, I think they already have the Nintendo World set up in the theme park. Huh. Like for real. For real. So maybe it's so at that point. Like, you know what? Though Disney's really got a big battle on their hands if they want to be actually great again, for lack of a better <laughs> term. <laughs> Make Disney great again. <laughs> I, I don't think that's possible. I, I think they're they're too far gone into the woke, and they're just gonna continue their downward spiral with that. Oh, Disney forever! Oh, <laughs> nah, I, I, they'll they'll bounce back. I think they're too big to fail, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean they're they can just force their way out of it. It's just how it works. Yeah, but who suffers with that? Everyone who actually wanted to see, like, you know, good entertainment over the years. Yeah, a bummer. Yeah, but again, all up, though, um, 
I should be showing you the um, what's it called? Yes, it is real. I'll just see, I'll just see about getting the video of it up in a second about the um, you know, the Disney the Mario theme park in Universal. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, this should be the one. Um, sorry, it's taking so long, but here you go. You see this? Uh, th- and this is in Japan? Yeah, this is in Universal Studios. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, dude. That is crazy. They always do it big in Japan. Always. Um, That's the only yeah. thing that they do in Japan is just big. <laughs> Over the but, top. You know, now that Universal Studios is a franchise, I know they got they have to roll this out in all the Universal theme parks around the world. So, does that mean like in they have like Harry Potter World in Japan? Oh, you bet they do. I just hmm. never got the chance to go through all that stuff. Like one week is never enough in Japan. I'm oh, sure definitely not. From the heart. I know. I speak from experience, my dude. But yeah. Um, to get back onto the whole Mario movie thing, um, the creator himself has actually reveled you know, negative reviews helped the movie out. And you know who else was pissed at the movie? Movie critics. Yeah. Why is it the critics hate everything that we love and vice versa? It doesn't make any sense. Like, are they being paid to just say they like bad movies? Oh, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent sold that they are. You know, they probably um get early, they they like their special early access, right? Like, oh, I got to see this, you know, three weeks before it was in theaters, haha. And then they wrote like a good review about it because you know they'll keep getting invited back to these companies that hire them for the good reviews. It's a whole scam, dude. Badly. <laughs> No, but it actually worked out in for in his case. You know, if people speak ill of you know very badly of something, you know, it gives them more buzz and notoriety, as yep. you might have said. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to want to go and see for themselves if it's really that bad. Yeah, I mean, look at like to quote a very recent example, um, mm-hmm. not movie wise. Look at Hogwarts Legacy. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. And you know what? <laughs> Another thing is, like, you, who, I mean, come on. You kind of expect that there's got to be a Mario, se- you know, Mario movie sequel at some point. Well, considering how well this one did, yeah, if they can c- keep going with, like, that same momentum. Also, um, I will give leave you one hint, though, if you do watch the movie. Stay behind for the credits. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's not as, uh, you know, as teasy as the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, but you kind of know something's going to happen in the future. Or at least that's what they want us to anticipate. So if they choose it, it's like, yes, we had that planned all along. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I fun. think... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this movie is the highest-grossing video game-related movie ever. Right? So I know Lara Croft Tomb Raider did pretty well, too. But I think Mario might have been better. Right, I would think so. 
At this rate, yeah, I would think so. And you know something too. Um, my friend and I were actually discussing video game movies and adaptations, and I think we were also very pleased with how well this one turned out. You know. Well, it's honestly really nice to know that they didn't pull a 1991 Super Mario. Wait, was it 1991 when they did the last Super Mario Brothers movie? Oh, with the Dinosaur World? I think that was maybe 91. I thought it was maybe 88 or something. I don't know. You're probably right around that time period. But yeah, that was... Oh, goodness. (laughs) The the, the amount of drugs in the writer's room, I can't even imagine. Drugs, yes. (laughs) It was was pretty funny, though. (laughs) <laughs> Dino Hatton. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> what? Like what? Oh my god, it's hilarious. And for whoever's watching this, if you guys have not seen the original live-action Mario movie, you you should. It's it's a delight. <laughs> but no, I think to get to the point of it, though, I think video game movie adaptations have come a really long way to actually being pretty competent now you know like... well what's good about this though and i think this is the, the smart way to go about it right is that this was an animated movie based off a video game yes and cgi right so it looks like the characters it's kind of difficult to like make a digital character like human looking rather than actually create the all the character already in its world and just have it do different things in a movie that's probably the way i think to like go about it i mean that's one way of going about it but i think the main way of really going about it is how to really honor the source material for one and you know give it call and really just listen to the fans i mean isn't that how you know mario both the mario and the sonic movies just you know kick knocked it out of the park yeah yeah exactly So I'm pretty sure Mario already uh, uh, surpassed Sonic. I'm pretty sure it did. Mm -hmm. By like a lot. Sonic's not pretty good, you know, damn well to have a sequel. Oh, yeah. Like, they they definitely, um, they definitely nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think another one I've kind of been, you know, waiting on the wings to watch, if I had all that stuff is the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is actually also, I hear, surprisingly good. Hmm. For, yeah. For something live-action-y. Still. Well, alright. Yeah. Alright, so, next on the show, we have this for those who are into the whole, you know, the history thing. Cleopatra. <laughs> oh, Netflix has done it again. <laughs> yep, they got their hands on the Cleo, you know, on making the Cleopatra doc, you know, series, documentary uh, but- series, whatever, my Bob. Cleopatra is not a fictional character, right? She's a, she was a real no, person? That was a real person that lived? Indeed, the real person who lived. <laughs> so, Cleopatra, the original person herself, what was her ethnicity? She was Greek. Right. 
So, like Southern Mediterranean, you know. Connection. Is, does the actress have any connection to Greece at all, or? No, uh, no. The actress Adele Adele James. No. So they're blackwashing the show then. And they, and they did this on purpose. They specifically said why they're doing this too. Like they're not even being fair to the actual history of ancient Egypt at all. They're just like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> We can just do whatever we want, I guess. And they want to get those social brownie points. The quote unquote, Cleopatra's heritage has been the subject of much academic debate, which has often been ignored by Hollywood. Now our series reassesses this fascinating part of her history. Yeah, bullshit. It's not debated. We know she was from Greece. We know this. Her name is Cleopatra. Like, come on. What? The only debate is people learning that, oh, well, she was in ancient Egypt. I mean, she was Egyptian. No, she was from Greece and then she went to Egypt. That's the only debate part. Yeah. And then you wonder in something like this, it actually makes you sit down and wonder where the frick is this thing even going to be filmed, if at all, in the first place. Probably in some soundstage in Hollywood or something. Like, they're not actually going to go to these locations. Yeah, they're not going to even go to the Mediterranean to look at even similar architecture at best. They're going to film it somewhere they can make stucco and whatever look like what they need. Yeah, sandstone and what have you, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, it says it right here. Look, this is likely because in reality... Well, it was misguided. They said it was a misguided uh, uh, representation because this is because in reality, all such evidence points to the last ruler of the Ptolemaic Kingdom of Egypt having been not Egyptian or even African, but rather Macedonian Greek. Uh, yeah, so so they're literally admitting that, and they're just like, oh yeah, well she was actually a black lady. No, she wasn't. That was the Nubians south of Egypt. If you want to be historically accurate, that's oh my god. Wait, hang on. So there's an actual black community that was in charge of the whole um, Egypt thing, and they decided to push that aside because it's not important. No, 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 no. They weren't in charge, but like they were, they were to the south of them. That was the kingdom of Nubia. Like th that was uh, southern black Africans that the uh, more whiter Egyptians like they would trade with. Um, yeah, but the they Nile. also invaded at one point and took over Egypt. Oh yeah, well they had wars, you know, of course. So this is the thing that I'm finding completely confusing. Um, if you want to, you know, actually get into the history, why go with someone that's basically a dead horse at this point? I'm sorry, but everyone knows who Cleopatra is. Cleopatra's in a lot of media, is well known. Why not take uh, a society or part of history that's generally not that well known and tell a story about that? Yeah, or if they yeah, are going to, well, yeah, that's one of the reasons why they're going after a very well-known public figure, you know, like this, because they can. It's revisionist history. It's really spooky, like 1984 stuff. But you know what's what's even crazier about this? Uh, the government of Egypt got mad. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was like the minister of like foreign affairs or like yes. cultural or something. Like he literally was like, "You're." You're erasing Egyptian history like they were pissed. Now, and then this is how they've reacted. Like, Egyptian experts have criticized them for <laughs> yeah. blackwashing it, the docuseries, it and they're banning the streaming giant from the country com 
completely. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right, I didn't know that. So the Egyptians oh. are saying, Netflix, you, you blackwashed us, and, and we don't want it in our country. Mm-hmm. Wow, they offended an entire nation. <laughs> you gotta really mess up for that. That's, that's an impressive level of making people mad. That that is impressive. I'll, I'll give him that. But fool well, boy. Yeah. yeah. Even then, like the Egypt, you know, Egyptologists have been saying as well. Like Zahi Hawass, who previously served as the nation's antiquities minister, is not happy with the completely fake portrayal of the famous queens, who he claims is wholly Greek and the, not black. Yeah, we all know this. <laughs> oh man, like okay, we all know that Ariel isn't black, but she's a fictional character, right? Okay. Yes. But Cleopatra, man. A historical figure that existed and was a ruler. So that would be like making the Queen of England black, just because. That would be like making uh, like George Washington Asian, like like some Japanese samurai or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see that that movie. That's a remake. We must fight both the colonies against you. uh, um, My honor. Sorry. We do have chat GPT and like um that sort of shit. So someone's probably already skewed the internet with images like that. Oh, I it, it must be so. <laughs> but like that would be equally ridiculous, right? Like people wouldn't take that seriously. Just as the tens of millions of Egyptians who live there, they're like, hey, uh what? Hey, we don't <laughs> like this. Please doesn't stop. make any sense. You're right, yeah, of course. It's like they're trying so hard to virtue signal and not offend anyone that they end up offending everyone. An entire nation. <laughs> that a whole country banned it. What the hell? Oh, I know countries ban certain media and stuff, but for this reason, I think it's absolutely hilarious. It is. Oh, and now here is the statement from, I should pop out the statement from Egypt's Minister of Tourism and Antiquities regarding Queen Cleopatra's movie to be released on Netflix. The Secretary of General of the Supreme Court Council of Archaeology confirms that Queen Cleopatra was light-skinned and Hellenic features, Greek. Queen Cleopatra's works and statues are the best evidence of her true features and Macedonian origins. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love how the Minister of Egyptian Antiquities had to publicly make a statement just to correct this. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, and look at this too. This is the one of the surviving posthumous portraits of Queen Cleopatra. <laughs> um, look at this. Wow, so th- th- they're trying to turn her into, like, Cleopatricia or something. at least make up a fictional character or something and make it silly but like come on that's that's just disrespectful i I think that's even disrespectful to greeks too everyone hell i I like history and this is offensive ah goodness exactly it's insane And you know what? It's so weird. Like, look at this. This is um, a depiction of Cleopatra from an you know from a nineteen sixties comic. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think this is <laughs> the best. Uh... Well, it's probably more realistic than what they have going on on Netflix. So yeah, okay, I'll take it. 
you're 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 trying to think about Netflix. I mean, it's the, it might as well be close enough. That's silly me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Didn't look through through a uh, Netflix vision. Yeah, looks good enough to me, even though there's nothing historical going on in it. Yep, looks good. <laughs> yeah, they'll love it. So, okay, I don't know if this is true or not, but is it true that in China they banned Winnie the Pooh because of all the memes? Yeah, yeah because of all the memes, because of how it close, you know, the, the president's face looked like the Winnie the Pooh. Well, don't right. forget, there was also that photo with Obama and G. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my well, God. Fuck. We had Obama in our country not too, not too long ago. I'm so sorry. I know. Not that it matters. Though. I'm not paying for a dime to see this, to see that guy. Alrighty. But, so, yeah. yay or nay? Are you guys gonna watch this this new uh, documentary? No, fuck no. 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 Besides, it's like the whole decisions. A lot of the decisions of all this, like the casting and everything. <laughs> is yeah, we can kind of figure out the motives too. But speaking of a, from a funny life comment, Boombox, let me guess Eddie Murphy is King Tut. Oh, please, I actually do want to see that. Yes, me too. And if he's got the money to and like bored, please. For shits and giggles, post something like that on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Just for shits and giggles, because that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. Eddie Murphy, please. <laughs> wow. Best comment. I mean, it would be <laughs> rightly deserved for an adaptation such as this. Oh, I swear, there are some comedian actors out there. It doesn't matter what the fuck act role they play. They just kill it. It's like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh, man, I loved her in Galaxy Quest. That was just priceless. <sighs> but, yeah, no, this... um. This should not be in the dustbin of history. This should just be in the, you know, <clears throat> gone, yeeted out of existence because the real history. Well, it's basically like fan fiction at this point. Like, it's not history. Like, come on. And, well, if, and they had, if these idiots had been smart about it and turned around and said they wanted to do a reimagining of what another universe would be at if Cleopatra's origins was more African-based, I mean, eh, oh. you'd have to change up the behavior as well for especially that kind of individual. But you could probably mer uh, merge over some of her more um, you know, active personality. But still, I mean, it's just fucking why? Why are you wasting this money on this? Because the history isn't written how we want it. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what I said before about revisionism and how, like, they did this in 1984. Like, they would just make up facts and stuff. They'd, like, change the culture and all that. It's pretty creepy. 
I'm glad though that then they're not getting away with it though, because yeah, the freaking Egyptian minister of the the government of antiquities had to make this statement because of this freaking thing that Netflix did. Like, oh my god! And did Netflix even apologize? Sorry, uh, entire yeah, government of Egypt. <laughs> like, whoa! How would that go? I would See, imagine that would go so well. So something I've been trying to do is judge and guess and understand what uh, levels are acceptable of racism in today's world. So, for instance, uh, Middle Eastern countries are pretty low on the scale. They're sort of like uh, European countries, but not places like England, Australia or America. Mm -hmm. But what's above it is usually African. So if you're an African nation... Um, or you're using like uh, characters or actors who are African, they trump things like uh, Egypt. So while it is you know unfortunate, but uh, you know e Egypt's just not considered to be high enough on the totem pole to be considered to be taken any notice of. I fucking <laughs> love this. It's racist, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> Oh, it, it's it just like circles back to just being backwards like this they're trying to not be racist so much that they are they there's like you know all, <laughs> right all like that what the heck just uh just circles around hypocrisy it's, yeah <laughs> I, mean, I could understand if it was like it's king of the great. hill racism but this is just fucking blatant it's crazy. Uh, I think we, it's, this would be taken to the next level if um, Egypt, <laughs> out of all their anger and all that, expelled all of its ministers from, you know, diplomats from the United States. Oh, and uh, caused like an international incident? Oh, no. I, I don't think it would quite go that far, but it, I, I think it's something that just shows how, show me how out of touch you are without showing me that you're out of touch. <laughs> right. Good, <laughs> Good point. Oh, man. I swear. Yeah, and speaking of out of touch, you know, show me how out of touch you are without showing me how out of touch you are. Well, we've got the next item just for you. Which is this. Mm, I'll pass. <laughs> J just so reading the title, I'll pass. Okay, um, just off the title alone, I'm going to be clear about this, but uh, what's that U.S. Uh, Army game called? The one that's actually produced by them for you know propaganda purposes to get people to join the Defense Force oh, over there. Oh, uh, Medal of Honor. No, no, not Medal of Honor. Um, Call of Duty? Battlefield? No, not Call of Duty. It's not, uh, it's not a AAA game. Arma. It's incredibly realistic. Arma? There's a lot of them out there, man. I don't know. It could be any of them. Yes, I don't know. No, Not all of them uh, are actually produced by the U.S. Army. Hmm. I, I forget the name. I could understand the Red Cross stating that for that game. But what game are they referring this to? All first-person shooters? Generally, and... yes. Hang on. I, I just find it hilarious. Like This is the kind of issues that the Red Cross is caring about. Literal digital violence. I mean, if if I'm playing a video game ah. and about certain era of history and I want to shoot a round of white phosphorus into an enemy-loaded building, I'm going to do it. So the game <laughs> I'm referring to, sorry, is called American's Army. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds patriotic enough. Yeah, it, it, effectively, it's just a training simulator. That's all. Now, that's pretty cool, actually. When it comes to stuff like this, uh, I'm sorry, Red Cross, but games are meant to be having fun in, and, you know, whether it's throwing it's a Molotov cocktail or dropping a nuke on a building. Exactly. That's what it's for. I was thinking here, like, the Red Cross is sounding like they're trying to uh, uphold the, the Geneva Convention in games. Kind of like how, you know, PETA is telling people that we're going to destroy the planet if we eat meat. Like, it's Thank gotten you. to that level of, of bonkersness at, the, at this point. Avery, you took the words out of my mouth. I wanted to refer to Red Cross in this case as PETA, so... Right? They're doing shit like this. The Red Cross, shouldn't they be caring about, you know, like, actual wars and stuff going on? You know, helping people? Instead of like, <laughs> that was against the rules of war. Actually, <laughs> what? I. That is interesting. Um, I'm wondering why they're not suggesting people try to play America's army to you know understand how war actually is played out, what combat really is, instead of oh you know <laughs> follow the rules of um, warfare. It's like a. Uh, yeah, sure. Like a nine-year-old kid's gonna do that, right? Like, let's uh, yeah. Or like anyone with a strategic mind is playing a game with literally zero consequences. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a grenade over there. Like, so be it, right? Grenade over there. I'm gonna carpet bomb that village until there's nothing left of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Decimate the bastards. Who cares? I want to get rid of their cover. I want to make it so they can't survive there, and that's how I'm gonna do it. Swatting is a thing, so let's just remember that. Right. So let's look at their official website and look at the tag, their first tagline. Play by the rules. How you play <laughs> FPS makes a difference on Battlefield's IRL. Uh, that that's Arma in the background. I I know that's Arma because the graphics are bad enough to be Arma. <laughs> this is what they're focusing on. Redcross.org yeah. is is focusing on this. The the Red the, Cross. Yeah. The International Committee of the Red Cross rally all first person shooter gamers to play by the rules of war which protect the humanity and dignity of people all I could over almost the world. see gamers specifically going and doing more things against this uh, doing exactly what they tell you not to do is exactly what i see a lot of gamers doing because also you, you want to win <laughs> yeah you do what it takes to win a, a match it, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah it's when it's called winning the war winning the battle and also there's yeah. always a respawn button you know it's not like there's a consequences but i i, I can see that they're trying to promote this idea in people's brains, but, like, people playing these games aren't actually training for war, I'm pretty sure, unless, like, there's specific training simulators for that. They're, right. they're, they're doing that to have fun, to relax, to create carnage. It's, exactly. Yeah, like, it when I play as, as Spyro, you know, I don't anticipate eventually one day breathing fire upon my enemies. As cool as that would be, you know, it's just not in the cards for me. And it's just not realistic that we can think that all the other people playing these games are going to be doing something similar. Well, also, if you Spyro, dating's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> hey, I will learn to fly one day. Damn it, I will. <laughs> I'm referring to the whole burning the partner part. 
I know. <laughs> well, that would suck. Uh, look, this is definitely tone deaf for the message they're trying to get out. Yeah. The downside is that there are some people out there who are really fucked in the head and they can't differentiate a video game from real life. That's that can a be true. problem. Yeah. Saying something like uh, uh, Call of Duty isn't real life um, probably go down a little bit better. But to turn around and just to, like, uh, this is this is just so tone deaf. It's a I, I can't. <laughs> like, look, read get read this from the thing. Every day, people play games set in conflict zones right from their couch. But right now, um, conflicts are more prevalent than ever, and to the people suffering from their effects, this conflict is not a game. It destroys lives and leaves communities devastated. Therefore, we're challenging you to play FPS by the real rules of war. To show everyone that even wars have rules. Rules which protect humanity on battlefields IRL. I have a problem with the first part of that statement that they said. Because they said, every day, people are playing games set in conflict zones right from their couch. Do they mean, like, people, like, in their neighborhood? Like, I, don't, I don't know what, what this yeah, is like talking cons- about. Uh, even a conflict such as like a relationship dispute. I yeah, I'm, I don't I don't know what, what they're talking about here. Like if it's set in their home country, I guess. Ah, uh, I don't know what they're trying to say here. We challenge you to play by the real rules of war. Okay, what what real? Okay, I'll, I'll I'll play by the Geneva suggestions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like every game is practically um, you know, because I I bet that if you actually read through this article, I'm I would almost guarantee that they're actually saying you need to play, you know, really nice, do really good things, and you know, right, only do um, specific things. And we'll, it's like we'll get to that in a second with the rule set. Yeah. Um, Here's the here's the rule set for what's you know what they suggest, so to speak. The first thing when an enemy's uh, down, concealed carry training told me differently. You shoot <laughs> threat until there is no more threat. Yeah, dropping so yeah. Yeah, no targeting non-violent NPCs. But it's fun. Yeah. What the heck are they? Okay, they're trying to take the the fun out of games. Oh, I hate this. Bots that don't fire unprovoked. Okay, yeah, but there's civilians. Of course, you kill the civilians. You get extra points. Well, hang on. See, the other thing is, what's important is if someone's playing, if everyone has to play by the rules, you will eventually get people who won't, and those are individuals who can take advantage of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Because oh, guess what? I'm gonna choose the rules don't apply to me. I'm gonna do my own thing. Hmm. So you're saying if everyone actually did everyone play like this rules, was real war. Yeah, someone's going to break the rules and just wreck your day. I see. So no yeah. targeting civilian buildings, okay, like actual war, right? In any given game map, houses, schools, or hospitals are considered safe zones that you cannot harm. Until they put anti-aircraft guns on the roof. Mm, yeah, you see, they do that sometimes, though. Oh, boy. That's where it's like, well, it's now a military target. Mm. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Use medkits on everyone. Oh, so that's just being a good Samaritan. You know, I mean, that, that that's good though if your if your buddy's in need. But yeah, usually people aren't thinking that straight that, ahead. Be friendly or enemy. Friendly. So that means you know that guy you just downed, who's literally preventing you from winning your match. You're supposed to use your medkit and revive him so he can shoot you in the face. <laughs> and shit like that's happened in real life too. So. Uh, Kind of a difficult rule, you know. Gotta be careful. And get this, though so they um they actually went up and set up a stream. Actually, got like some streamers and set up a stream for this. Okay, if they did that, that would be fine in my opinion. Because you know what this really reminds me of. Have you guys ever seen? Uh, I think the the game that most people play the most seriously is airline or like pilot simulators. If you if you yeah. guys ever see people play those games, it, it, they sound like legit pilots there and air traffic controllers. Who take that way too freaking far. Way, there. yeah, but but like it's it does it sound like if you were to just listen to it, it actually sounds like an actual recording of yeah. people doing like in I, real life. I, I get played, that. I've part. played in one of those one of those groups. I literally, I was a pilot that registered and had to go through the test to be in one of those those kind of groups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they did that with these kind of games. That could be something different, maybe like spawn its own community and stuff of like people actually taking war, like or games like this in like a real life or death uh, situation. Well, I mean, it, it, there's also that, that, that there's, uh, because as I was seeing, Arma, Arma is a mil military simulation game, and right, military simulation units where you have actual people who play by military rules in the game. That actually sounds like it could be fun, to be honest. I just don't like the fact that this the Red Cross is focusing on this as like yeah, an issue that should be applied to all games. Because yeah. no, it shouldn't be. I'm not going to be playing up by games of of war in real life if I'm playing Fortnite. All right, that's not going to happen. I mean, they actually listed Fortnite as one of the eligible games, but come on, let's be real. <laughs> no, it, come on, really Fortnite with my freaking magic swords and crap? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Fortnite pretty much works that way. <laughs> no, impossible. There's too many tryhards and nine-year-olds who play the game. No, yeah, it's true, like true. suspension of disbelief and all that. Like you know, you go in and yes, the. You know, the I've never played Fortnite, but I'm saying if I did, I just think it's silly if they tried to apply it to that too. Which they oh, can you imagine if they tried to do that with Fortnite? That's what I was saying. Yeah, like that would be nuts. <laughs> what we've all been saying. They actually did try to do that. Oh my god. <laughs> now, and... It sounded like they were talking more about um, Call of Duty, that sort of thing. Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and the mo right, so the motive behind all of this, like this, they said the, the motive for this campaign was quote-unquote, not to strip down the joy and fun of placing, playing first-person shooter games but rather to collaborate hand-in-hand -hand with the community to have a tangible and meaningful outcome for HL as a common good for humanity. Okay, no. That, that's literally <laughs> against what nine-tenths of FPS games stand for. It's literally us versus them. You kill them, and you win. Yeah, and I don't play a, a game like that to uh, feel the humanitarian impact of conflict. No, nah, man, I just want to go shoot some people. Like, come on. And go birds. <laughs> exactly, it's a game. I want to blow shit up. Like, let's be real. 
Or let's be not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100% on that one, dude. Friggin, I play. I mean, if you do go to a range responsibly and gun go burr. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I also loved it. If you scroll further down that article, they had a screenshot of a soldier with cat ears. I just thought that was that was uh, yeah, yeah, poignant. Probably <laughs> Fortnite. I Call, of Duty. Call of Duty with the cat ears. Oh, nice. Cosmetics are fun things, aren't they? Oh, well. But, <laughs> but no, like, let's be real here. When you go to a real war, what you don't actually think about these things. No, you don't think about having fun and getting a kill count. You think of, holy shit, I need to survive, and people are shooting at me and my brothers. What do I do? Yeah, it's kind of a different situation. There's no respawn button in real life. Well, if Peter were to, if Peter, if Red Cross were to make a game, well, I guess if Peter did too, I'm sure it would suck. Yeah, Red, Red Cross. Well, I mean, Red Cross has made games in the past, but they've been like drive the vehicle to help out the refugees or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what Peter's game would be. I mean, they actually made a Super Meat Boy knockoff. With- you know, we we instead play as a tofu skinned character <laughs> rather than a meat skinned character. You get like social credit points for like planting trees and shit, <laughs> or like protesting meat factories. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that that wouldn't be far off from their mo. You'd be spot on on that one. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But so, anyways. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think we're all just going to have fun playing our games, right? And if people actually do want to get into that that kind of a real-life situation, they could either actually go to war or join a particular group dedicated towards that. Or, yeah, right? heck, you know, enlist. Uh, yeah, right? Because if there ain't, no, there ain't no simulated and actually going on the battlefield for realsies. You know, I'm going to have to say this, but... Um... Any dumb fuck out there that thinks that joining the Defense Force, like uh, the Army or whatever, is solely about becoming a soldier, you're fucking lost in the head. There are shit tons of other roles that are non-combat. So don't just you know, snark at the idea for joining the Army, the Air Force, or the Navy because you don't want to be given a gun and go shoot people. I should know this, you know, firsthand. And that's all I'm going to say about it. You know, the military needs its logistics operations, all you know, all that other stuff. Imagine like being one of those engineers that worked on like a super secret billion dollar stealth bomber, and you're like, "Yo, I helped build that thing." (laughs) Like that would be freaking cool. Exactly. Hundred percent. It's actually it actually is it can be a very good career path. Oh yeah. Right. So we come to one last item. Um, I think you probably will be more excited about this, Noble. You kind of wanted to talk about this last week, but didn't get around to it. Yes. Hmm. 
Man with a headline like this. Man steals Pokemon cards on the job in largest theft the game has ever seen. Tries to sell his haul, but the law is super effective. <laughs> oh, that was clever. <laughs> the law is super effective. First off, uh, to a point, I can comprehend an employee at the factory where these cards are made, grabbing a couple and then trying to flog them off online or something. Or giving them to a third party to flog them off or something. But this is fucking crazy. I am sorry. This amount is literally just asking to be arrested. Asking for Nintendo International to come down on you like a fucking building at this point. I, I, mean, have, I have $6 million worth of Pokemon cards. I want to sell no. them all in one transaction. Bayo, this is more like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Worth and the of fact that he took that many. Like, you think that the company wouldn't notice all of a sudden? Like, their, a huge portion of their stock is just gone? Uh, yeah. Of course they're going to know. How dumb could you be? Like, what, what does he think he was going to do? Like, go to fleet of Argentina or something? Like I said, taking four or five cards out of the assembly line, and then you're like, you know selling them through a third party by all means I mean, by all means we, we don't uh, condone crimes but uh <laughs> now i'm saying i can understand that this Same. this is fucking psychotic it's the only way to put it so what was sorry what was this um thing that nintendo said regarding um you know what just their the original state their statement or all right, so it's when they had to be rang, you know, when the de- when the retailer had to ring Nintendo because somebody just basically did this. Uh, hey, Nintendo, we're missing like so something a I big came box across of cards. When I came across this uh, initially, uh, I found that a couple of people in the community were quite dismayed, but also would say, "Look." Uh, We've done entire unboxing. So they'd buy an entire box of Pokemon cards and they'd unwrap each and individual packet and they'd just find none of the rare cards, as in these things. Yeah. I mean, this is disheartening. This is worse than what was found with the cards being thrown away with Magic the Gathering. Oh, that still hurts. And the, the, the wound is still fresh. The company was throwing these cards away, or they were also shredding them. Right. But the company was disposing of these cards in such a way that anyone could basically buy a house who got a hold of them. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> this, however, is downright theft at such a level which is fucking psychotic. I'm sorry, but anyone who thinks that this is a good idea clearly doesn't understand how shit works. Clearly underestimates the Pokemon community. And doing it in a local game shop is fucking asking for trouble. I'm sorry, but you cannot turn around and tell me that this guy had uh, his head on straight. (laughs) Shit. So they said they, they saw this image in a Facebook group. Is this the image that the, the person who took them, like, did he, did he take this picture and just, like, to try to, like, advertise this? Or is know, that like, after he was caught? 
It looks yeah. like he was either there when they were being taken, or this is like afterwards, and he was like displaying them. I'm not sure so, what this is. From what I can you enlarge the uh, photo, Joel? So basically, at a card shop, a passerby saw this. Oh. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to take a photo of this, and then I'm going to post it online. Oh, so that was someone just who went there trying to sell it. Oh, that that is stupid. Look at the yeah. stacks of rares. What uh, what how on many, earth? How many friggin' briefcases do you got to bring to the shop? Oh, my goodness. That's probably every single oh, rare in that rares. entire set. Like, <laughs> that yeah, that, that's probably most of them. Everything. Like, in, in the world, maybe. Or yeah, at least a good portion of them. In a series, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it came from a print shop, after all. Yeah, so he probably owns like 30% of the world's supply <laughs> right no, no. there. Avira, from what I understand, that would be the entire lot from a print run. Just taken. Like one batch. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's even worse. Yeah, it is. This is why oh, I said taking like five, five cards from the assembly line. You and probably then wouldn't get caught, like, you know. I could understand. And yes, that would be a smart way of doing it. You'd make a bit of money, but the likelihood of being caught is going to be extremely low. However, doing something on this scale is basically walking into a police station, shooting a police officer in the face with a BB gun, and then trying to go around and kill a bunch of other officers with a BB gun. You're not going to be effective. You're going to hurt a bunch of people, and you're going to get a lot of pissed off police officers basically gunning for you. Ah, but the law is super effective. So, <laughs> your level of intelligence for doing this is fucking pathetic. The best part is, is as it said, this was local to the actual factory itself. So, this wasn't um, taken interstate or to another county. This was local. Oh, hey, I stole all this stuff. I'm gonna go to the nearest place I can offload it. <sighs> what? Well, thanks for playing, but you just lost the game of Darwin. Yeah, uh, that that ain't good. So I'm guessing, uh, what would he be like? How many? How do I phrase this? What would he be charged with? Like theft, obviously, of intellectual property and all that. Kind of, like this has to be some kind of crazy it, 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 felony. It would be theft over a certain amount because it would be of a certain value. So it's the value of whatever cards he stole depends on how boned he is. Oh, so they're going to bury him under the jail then? Uh, well, I mean, he's going to white collar jail, probably. Oh, uh, well. As he probably stole like yeah, yeah, probably. Worth of cards. That's true. The thing would be, though, whether or not they're going to base it on the value for retail or if they're going to base it on the value for third party. Because if it's a third party market, I mean, shit. Yeah, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. Well, yeah, because think about the resale uh, cost of like how much the company itself would have lost over time just in all the revenue of that exchanging hands. So if well, he just took it directly, then oof, yeah, that would definitely hurt profits. Well, I don't think they'd be able to do that. It would be the company lost however many cards, which they would look at how many cards technically could fit into a packet and then charge him based on that or well, they could do it on the, the actual market value of the cards individually yeah that's what i was thinking because that would be way worse yeah that would be a lot worse 
as I, as I said, said before, apparently this may have been going on for a while now, since it's been, I think, a couple of years where some of the actual unboxers have noticed that they haven't been getting any um, special cards, any of the shiny cards, any of the rare cards of the packets. So it would be the, interesting. This to might find have been like a five-year haul out of the, for this guy. No, and then he did it all at once. Still, yeah. dude, selling it all at once is is ridiculously dumb. I mean, you would have but to. He also did it right there too. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> to, be, oh, to be honest, I've been thinking if I ever got uh, a bag of money. So, say for instance, I found out there were some drug dealers. I found out there was a bust. And I hadn't noticed the police going into a particular house, and I knew that there was cash in there. Under the cover of darkness, I would go in, I would grab the fucking bag of cash, and I'd get the fuck out of there. I would then make sure that I, A, moved to another place, and B, didn't spend all the money at once. I mean, shit. If you started flashing around cash like that, you're asking for trouble. There was a area I used to live in in my state, and some dumb little shit thought it'd be a fantastic idea to steal someone's bike and to then ride it around that actual street. <laughs> People do the same thing with cars. Uh, by the way, guys, that has been uh, Crime Tips uh, by Noble. <laughs> but, crime Tips no, by seriously, Noble. if <laughs> you were to get a hold of shit like that... You well, yeah, you don't be blatant with it. I mean, let's be real. Like, who would do that? People who aren't thinking it through. Or like, you know, like you said, that the guy that stole a bike and he drives it around the neighborhood that he stole it from. Like, the, what? I I honestly wish this was modern, but this was like 20 years ago. So. Well, people are doing it now, even still, just with Pokemon it's cards. Like, this guy's clearly the guy, the kid riding the bike. There's just no sense in it. The, the level of being caught is just too high. There is a reason why a lot of criminals are stupid and they mostly end up in jail. So, there's that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting go out or do this. I am suggesting, however, if you get into a situation where by accident, or semi-purposely you obtain shit like this, be fucking careful. Because yeah. there's the law that can come after you, but the other side is is that there's the other side that will come after you. So, for instance, taking drug dealers' money... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fucked on both ends. It's not good. ...hunted down and basically made an example of. Whether it's your base, your carcass that's been... Uh, well, let's just say torn to shreds with a couple of knives or bullets and then just hung from a building or mm. a uh, traffic post or whatever to just basically, you know, winding up six feet under in either the desert or out in the ocean. Yeah, or melted in the bathtub, you know, or something crazy like that for breaking meth deals. Um, so, no, but you'd mentioned something. Actually, I, I think you you, uh, you both did it earlier about... um about, like, YouTubers doing unboxings and stuff. A very uh, interesting story just related to this uh, happened a couple of days ago. Not sure if you guys have seen this. So a YouTuber, um, he wasn't, a, um, I think he wasn't just a Pokemon unboxer. He was doing, like, magic cards, right? So they got these new, uh, 
like boxes of of some particular set, opened them and all that, and and uh, all hell broke loose because <laughs> there was an internal mistake and he got the wrong ones. Joel, uh, do you you have that article? Yeah, actually, I got sent the article too. Like apparently, and then you know this, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and just like you said, Noble, they're gonna send people after you. Uh, yeah, Magic did this. So here we have uh, from Yahoo News. Magic the Gathering leaks are nothing new. Whether by accident or on purpose, reviewers and gamers with early access to new sets of cards and packs have pretty regularly, you know, shown off card pulls and stuff and when they were allowed to do so. Um, okay, so Wizards of the Coast, yes, publishes Magic the Gathering. Uh, they typically refuse to allow individuals early access in the future, uh, which is slightly more unusual for Wizards, oh, to allegedly send someone this Pinkerton person, uh, sorry, uh, they sent Pinkerton agents to a man's house in order to retrieve quote-unquote stolen goods. Uh, the reason is there was this one set, which I, I forgot the name of it, then the new set was the same name, just with, with a different, oh yeah, here, here we go, um, the aftermath. Basically, someone at the company sent him the wrong set of, of like magic cards that were supposed to be released, you know, in the future. And, oh yeah, March of the Machine, that, that was it. One of them was like March of the, Mas the Machine and then March of the Machine, like Ascension or, or something like that. Or, or the Aftermath, yeah, that's what it was. Oh boy. So he got sent this and they sent people to his house to like harass him and like try to get the stolen merchandise back. Which it, it, it was not stolen, you know, he was sent it because there was some like error in the name. <laughs> but that was a big mistake on their part. I mean, shit, look at this. The Pinkertons yeah. allegedly, um, they asked him to turn over the stolen product. I mean, they came to his house. The freaking magic cards. They collected the cards and the boxes they came in, and even the foil booster sets that was that it was wrapped in. He stated that the agents, oh jeez, they they counted the cards to make sure they retrieved all of them. Dude, this is like some straight up mafia shit. Could you imagine if someone, like, if you got sent the wrong thing and, like, a company sent goons to your house to, like, get it back? Fuck. So, initially, um, when I came across this story, it wasn't too sure on how this person got the cards itself. Yeah, it but was any a YouTuber that is now working with or anyone who's doing any kind of media coverage for Wizards of the Coast, you probably want to drop Wizards of the Coast immediately because this is how they respond when they accidentally send you out the wrong packet. Yeah, yeah. so here, here's the problem. Uh, actually, just in the article above, it says, um, because the earlier sets of cards was titled March of the Machines and was released in on April Not 21st. Sure. Yeah, March it of the Machines. Shouldn't be too much longer, I wouldn't think. I... Shouldn't be too much longer, I wouldn't think. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> this I'm is sorry. crazy. You just fucked yourselves over three ways from Sunday. If they had realized this after it got released, their first you know, action would be whoever interacts with this individual to turn around and have them contact that person and say, look, sorry, we need you to take down the material because these cards weren't supposed to have been released. Please, can you send them back? That or, would have been the reasonable response. Or better yet, you can keep the cards, but we have to ask that you uh, disable access to these videos but you can reinstate them after X date. That, that would be more appropriate. Yeah. 
that would be absolutely fine. Like that would be the responsible business decision, not literally that's... sending agents to the house and threatening you. I mean, holy shit, this guy must have been terrified. Oh hell yeah! I mean, this this is just insane. I mean, I I, I can't. The, the fact that it was an accident too, and they claimed it was stolen merchandise. I mean, wow. So that was their fucking fault. He, I don't know if he can sue him for that, but. Well, I would hope so because this is lying. This is uh, false pretenses, especially by the company itself that they had to hire, that they felt was necessary to hire. And what uh, right did they have to knock on this guy's house and demand stuff back that he he paid for and they sent it to him? They they didn't send him what he wanted, but they sent it to him regardless. I I don't know. I, this I, is all, all kinds of wrong. To a point, it may be understandable if it was chaos at uh, Wizards of the Coast and they thought this individual did, because an early story of this basically stated that the individual had gone to a local shop and purchased the packet when they shouldn't have been able able to, so a pre-purchase uh, when not allowed. But if Wizards of the Coast directly sent this to this individual... Yep, which they assist, did. ...and desist would be harsh, but a request informing... And compensating by providing, uh, you know, cards in the future. Yeah, okay, that would be good. But this... Oh, no, man, if I was that YouTuber, I wouldn't even work with them anymore. I'd be like, you know what, fuck you guys. If I was a YouTuber doing cards, I'd basically be... Uh, I'd, I'd be looking at my contract, and I'd be wanting to set up a new contract with Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Just... Yeah. <sighs> Yikes! I, I actually have to wonder whether or not the uh, this individual realized what they actually had. Probably not, because this was technically a new Earth set. Anyway, they planned on doing an unboxing, so yeah, they didn't know either. They thought they were getting one thing when they just got another one, which is very similar in name but different cards. They probably they thought it was the same thing, but yeah, but they didn't know either way. Yeah, and they got handed a wrong set, which is something. But they still thought they, that they were unboxing something that hasn't been seen before, but they thought they were legally still allowed to do. That's the problem. Right. It's not his fault. They, like, it really can't be. Like, it's an honest mistake, to be, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, it's an honest mistake on Wizards of the Coast's part. Yeah, but not one where they send, like, Pinkerton agent goons to your house to, like, go, to, like, mafia-style take your shit. Like, what the heck? Speaking of that, I heard the sound. In the background. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. Yeah, I get a lot of ambulances, fire brigade, and police going by my property. I'm on the highway, so, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not fun. Oh, well. Well, looks like this is about all we've got for the week. I know last week wasn't was far from optimal, but at least now I guess, you know, things have kind of caught up quite a bit. So there's that. So, in that sense, who would like to make a closing statement about what's just what's just transpired? Um, Beowulf? Um, Red Cross needs to mind their own business. Um, as in, you know, helping people as opposed to giving people the rules 
Mm-hmm. Of war, yes. As the old adage goes, you know, all is fair. Love Love and war. Um, All right. I think that's that's pretty much kind of it. This. Mm -hmm. All right. People need to stick to their own stuff. Here, here. I'll be honest. That game card stuff was just priceless for me. (laughs) I mean, not only Pokemon managed to. Know, get one pulled out from under them, but Wizards of the Coast basically went nuclear on someone. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, no, Pokemon got straight up robbed. So I'm sure he's that individual who did that is uh six well, for the next a long time. game that's gonna fall or have they, or are they not gonna fall because they're all gone digital now kind of not, not, not card games but i just have to wonder what companies have to do in order to get themselves you know cancel themselves i mean shit i mean wizards of the coast is doing a pretty damn good job of that that's right they've yeah, been here screwed themselves over three ways from sunday mm-hmm. yeah they, they can't even say oops my bad because that's that's a bit of an overreaction <laughs> uh. mm-hmm. How about you, Joel? Well, I'll get to that in <laughs> in a little bit. Though I think <laughs> I do want to say it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Just everything that's happened, though. Um, although we can't believe that the that the whole Cleopatra thing has just has just become real. You know, from me- memes have become real. I'm just saying. True. There, there also needs to be a point where uh, enough's enough with the black question. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I think the Cleopatra thing—they want to make the whole the Black Panther verse into real life. Just, it's Egypt in Africa, but but no, no, that's not how this works. No. Regardless. Next thing you know, next thing you know, the Egyptians came by with flying pyramids. <laughs> you can prove they didn't. That's India. Oh yeah. If you are. Wow. Um yeah, that was a <laughs> I did not expect uh this week to go down the way it had. Awesome that you saw the Mario movie. I'm still I still have not seen it and I'm definitely probably going to this weekend, hopefully if I get some time. Um yeah. Historical revisionism is super spooky and uh Watch out for that. You know, 1984, it's becoming reality for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm hoping that um, you know, we didn't say anything too mean about Wizards of the Coast. You know, uh, They don't know where, where we live so far, and uh, let's keep it that way. Uh, all is well, right, Hasbro? You're not watching us? Okay, uh, good. I'm not scared. It's fine. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. <laughs> so see you later. <laughs> All right. As always, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did making it. And of course, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, more further down the line whenever the time comes. All right. This is our signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>